Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. some recording here outdoors using my uh, phone I just started walking from my apartment here high-rise apartment as you can hear some of the background noise they're doing some road reconstruction near my place and I'll try to get away from that as we're walking to some stores and we'll see if this will be usable for the podcast and of course now the wind picks up and (laughs) we got some potholes here i should buy some birthday balloons for they are celebrating their 10th birthday today (laughs) in the parking lot let's move down the get to the uh, street sidewalk here and we got a nice nice looking payloader up there which I could drive since I used to work at a soybean plant in uh, Brewster Minnesota but I don't feel like the city would like that if I climbed up in there and tried to use that but they got part of this road ripped up uh, for the longest time here that runs along the street right by the tap bar restaurant they got some good food there walking up the street they got a section of sidewalk ripped up with just some gravel in there I'm always kind of a little paranoid about stepping onto it feeling like it's gonna give way to a giant hole but uh, let's go over there but it held <laughs> Oh, man. It is a little chilly, and I'm underdressed for this. And I think I'm going to go back and change. This is not good. Not good on the hands. Lots of orange cones out for the construction. Uh, I would have liked to have brought my Roadcaster Pro out to some events this year but uh, due to the china virus uh, most of the town celebrations that we have we have the windsurfing regatta where they have windsurfing for those who like to watch that or participate and also uh, 
along with that a music festival that people like to go to food vendors and all that that was canceled and whoa and i just stepped in some nice mud here scrape that off before i go back in the apartment and uh just miss that mud i thought i'd st stepped on some ice as cold as it is oh this is uh looking like it's going to be way too cold to do this instead of catching a cold which is like people would look at me like i got the plague if i did catch a cold I'm going to walk back and change back into some heavier gear. I feel like I'm going to slip and fall down with some this mud on my shoes. <sighs> it is a dreary day and it looks like rain, but it's held off right now. And uh, going back to our festivals, we also have the International Festival, which was uh, canceled due to this pandemic and the biggest one actually is uh only king turkey day which uh we have a nice parade at and uh, food vendors and all the all the trimmings at that it would have been nice to do an on location uh and deal with the roadcaster pro uh, but uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Would have maybe got a, a tent for that for some inclement weather if, if there was. But. And uh, coming back to the parking lot here. Oh, my hands are about ready freezing up. It's time to break out some gloves, I think. And, uh, but I'm gonna try this again. Dressed a lot warmer. <laughs> Did not think it was gonna be this cold. But that will <laughs> probably conclude my on location well my uh, little tour of the town we have the vfw right across the street and they got a lot of uh, they're gonna be laying some pipe well not <laughs> no we don't have a strip club near here but uh, our massage parlor under the street i guess and it's only taking them about all summer to to get practically nowhere on completing this uh, construction on this road. They got construction going on everywhere. So nothing has been going on to curtail that. Heading back into the building right now. This one I get to use the key fob for. Get into some warmer temperatures. And we usually have a city bus. But I don't think they've started that up again since this whole messy pandemic started. Dollar back and forth is a reasonable deal. Hey, hey Mark. Oh man, uh, my shoes are full of mud. But we will conclude this recording as I try to scrape off the 
Mud off my shoe. It's <laughs> <Samson, laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. That was legitness. Hello again. I'm on one of my location uh, recordings. Uh, this is up the uh, local quick trip that I walk to. Where else can you go at 11 p.m. at night and hear the music group Flock of Seagulls and their big hit, And I Ran? <laughs> I should have let this record during that, but um, people liked that song back when. And for me, I remember the original uh, MTV VJs. That's when the M in MTV stood for music. Uh, I like ridiculousness, but they could just recall it RTV right now, ridiculousness TV. Well, it's getting a little cold up here in the north country of Minnesota. And looks like, well, the uh, attendant in the quick trip uh, said we we're under a frost warning. So better get my butt back home since I don't have a vehicle at the moment. But we will talk at you later. Now I'm back at my beer pong studio. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, roving reporter segment. <laughs> it was just done off the cuff. I was just seeing how this would work. Recording through my phone and bringing it in through the roadcaster. It was uh, fun to do, even though it didn't uh, amount to much. <laughs> I would have rather had it at a town festival. But due to the uh, COVID-19 China virus, uh, it wasn't possible because basically every little festival we have during the uh, summer and fall has been uh, canceled. So it makes for a very uh, boring uh, time. But we will persevere on through the podcast. Damn! All you do is smoke weed. I just played that because the person who started... Uh, this next uh, kind of gross uh, internet trend uh, probably did smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> but this is the new heights of what the internet has become. This is called the grotesque satisfaction of gripping food with force. A popular new meme format has fans excited and horrified to see what foods look like when they're squeezed into sludge. In just two months, the Twitter account Gripping Food with Force has joined the hollowed ranks of the internet's shitposting greats. With its constant barrage of before and after photos of food being squeezed into an absurdist mess. The premise is simple. In one picture, a pristine food. In the next, that same food gripping to shit using a single hand, resulting in abject horror. 
Blue Mermaid Sparkle Ice Cream, for example, turns into a sticky-looking dribble inside a closed fist, while a steak-cooked medium becomes a juicy bovine stress ball. The photos are haunting, grotesque, and yet somehow satisfying, like a manifestation of frustration being squeezed out. <laughs> well, there are certain websites you can go to and seeing other things being squeezed. <laughs> I got pictures here of a person with, uh, let's see, a quart of ice cream and that's being squeezed and it mermaids yeah the mermaid sparkle deluxe ice cream being squeezed and it looks like ice cream with the uh, green beans in it a lot of people are tweeting about this another one is the steak being squeezed and it looks like a uh well something that might have been dumped <laughs> uh Corey McKittrick created the Twitter page in July, the uh, pot smoker, <laughs> no. uh, with the goal of entertaining people. Oh, yeah, we definitely could use some entertainment. <laughs> Two months and thousands of followers later, and this guy will probably make money off this, fans of the format now send McKittrick more than... 400 images a day. I was very surprised when people started actually sending in their own, McKittrick uh, said. He likes having people submit their own work because it gives a peek into their world with every picture, and it's up the ante. Then people started trying out to, to out to, <laughs> schmuck, trying to outdo each other adding to the creativity. The level of chaos and effort is entirely up to the creator. Gripping a pineapple forcefully poses a more challenging, albeit slightly neater task than crushing a food uh, with chocolate, uh, a glazed donut, for example. With the before image full of potential energy, there is satisfaction in seeing the end result like rogue grapes escaping a hand to end up on the sidewalk instead. And we got uh, somebody here squeezing to death a foot-long hot dog standing in a grassy field that is empty. Probably the most excitement that uh, that person has seen <laughs> in a long time the other one this is extremely gross this looks like a can of uh oh god what am... gripping food with force is a collective exercise in processing interests and disgust at the same time figuring out what to make of it no matter what food is being gripped yeah the the, the last one looked like uh something from chef boyardee uh, just see, I forget what it's called. It's just the rings of, uh, <laughs> but I've had it before and never thought once of doing this. The comments are a reliable combination of horror. Responses like, this is schmucking vile are common and hesitant approval 
like another that read, this is the only one that has made me sad, but it needed to be done, and I accept that. Gripping food is about taking a weird risk and being appreciated for it, as gross as the end result might look. The community of onlookers inevitably agree that it is a feat worthy of their begrudging blessing. <laughs> I've cooked a, a few Cornish hens lately. I, I, I don't. With food prices becoming more and more expensive, I do not see the point of this, but uh, I, I don't see this guy eating the uh, Chef Boyardee tomato sauce filled thing uh, out of his hands. But <laughs> gripping food has been an undeniably quick hit with at least 338,000 Twitter followers. I have this podcast and this stupid stuff gets 338,000 Twitter followers. As of this writing, each post generally earns between 10,000 and 30,000 likes. Well, maybe start a Patreon and uh, probably make money. Uh, the more exotic the food, the better. Maybe uh, some prime rib, uh, some salmon. What else? Squeeze a whole lobster. through, And then there's some particularly visceral ones, like a bottle of chocolate milk that has been gripped so hard it sprays a stream of brown liquid. Ew! Oh. That doesn't sound good. Uh, gets likes in the hundreds of thousands. On Facebook, Gripping Food now has upwards of 283,000 followers. And on Instagram, where users often also rate the images on a scale of 1 to 10, it has more than 75,000. McKittrick describes his page as the worst account on these platforms. Oh, mozzarella sticks. This guy's going to squeeze that. It's uh, getting mushed up. Hopefully he washed his hands before that. I don't see why you would waste that after you do that because I, I do like mozzarella sticks. McKittrick said it is a way of owning the response he gets from viewers because when people tell me my account is the worst, it hurts way less because like we already know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's right about that. To him, gripping food gives people a break from the chaos of 2020. I suppose no more stupid than having a Twitter account for one corn stalk coming up through a <laughs> road inside an urban area. Uh, maybe this is exactly what we all need this year. A contained bit of comedic chaos to distract ourselves from the unrestrained hell raging beyond our control. Perhaps this is also why gripping food is not just McKittrick's doing, but a crowd-sourced effort by people everywhere who want to squeeze food to a slimy pulp. Take that 2020 stress. I would say just get yourself a uh, stress ball, which I have one. Um, any food can be gripped as long as one does it with one hand and takes a photo to preserve the moment. It lets people channel 
however they feel into the food they're gripping. McKittrick said, it's almost a dare, I say. Artistic in the way some people do with their submissions, the shots they get, the mess, the consistency of the food, the lighting, where it's at all makes the picture better. <sighs> it's been a mess of a year. Lean into it. Grip your food forcefully. <laughs> Let's see, what do I have in the fridge that I could do that with? Well, most of it's uh, frozen right now. Maybe I'll unfree. <laughs> well, since this is an audio thing, I can only describe it. I don't have any plans at the moment to take this to a uh, streaming type podcast, but maybe someday I will grip some food with one hand. Well, what else do I have? Since I do have some downloaders in uh, Kansas, we might as well do a Kansas story here. We have a Kansas couple that spent three nights dressed as gorillas for police wildlife camera. The Gardner Police Department took it with good humor. Mountain lion sightings are rare in Gardner, Kansas, population 20,000. And when mul multiple reports of lion sightings happened, Gardner's police department weren't able to capture any evidence, but they did capture images of even something more rare. Santa Claus and some strange gorillas. All they got is pictures of the gorillas, but not Santa. We photographed some paw prints that were supposedly from the animal and sent them to Kansas Wildlife. And they said, no, the, those are coyote prints. Pruetting told me over the phone, uh, so we put up cameras to be extra cautious in case we were wrong. Gardner police placed a few motion-activated wildlife camera traps in the area for three days. And though there were no mountain lion images, police did get a surprise when scrolling through the photos. Along with a skunk, a coyote, and a raccoon, there were photos of a pair of pranksters who had apparently discovered the traps and over a three-day period returned in an, an array of different costumes and poses. Many conservation and wildlife researchers have stories of capturing unexpected humanoid images on their camera traps from hikers making funny faces to fully nude streakers. <laughs> Police officers uh, got a good laugh out of the images, Peretting said, so they decided to post them on the department's Facebook page. They were even a little impressed with the prankster's dedication and precision. They did a pretty good job of centering themselves and putting themselves in the camera's view because you can't, it's like a box, and I wouldn't have known where to stand, Pretting said. We still don't know who it is. The attention has been 100% positive, but no one has come forward. 
I mean, how many people have two gorilla costumes? <laughs> and what would you do if you were out there in gorilla costumes? Like, sit there with a whole ton of bananas and start eating. Oh, man. If you knew there were police uh, wildlife cameras, what would you go dressed up as? Like uh, the Joker or something like that? Why so serious? These are just... Uh, if they were in color, it would be a lot better for the Joker. But yeah, you can tell one of them is a woman. So I guess that, uh, at first I said, oh, how do you know it's a uh, man and a woman? But <laughs> kind of funny. But uh, just being in black and white, we can't get the full impact of these uh, costumes. But um <laughs> Maybe Batman, uh, who else? If I had a, a Iron Man costume, maybe that would be kind of cool if it was in color anyway. But that's some weird news from Kansas. Let's see where we're at at the benchmark here. Well, I think it's time to put a wrap on this podcast. I'd like to say, in the words of the immortal Johnny Olson, this has been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Wardrobe uh, provided by Botany 500. Now I think it is time to warp drive this podcast to the interwebs. You can check out my Facebook page. You can tweet my Twitters at Randy Podcaster. You can email me a comment at randyms12 at gmail.com. Question or concern about this show? Tell me you like it, dislike it, hate it, <laughs> whatever. But if it is good and say an under 10-minute read, I might read it over the air. But as always... Have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Google.